Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Uh, we're happy that you're joining us again as we continue the conversation uh, around uh, Catholic topics of all sorts. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm always joined by Josh Sullivan. Josh, Hello. welcome back to hey, you. Thank you. And Matt Van Milligan, welcome to you. Hello. Now, the both of you have children. Yeah. How many children do you have, if you don't mind us sharing? Yeah, no, but no. I feel like we've shared that before on the po- yeah. Catholic podcast. I got four boys. You got four boys. Four boys and a girl. A brand new girl, by the way. For those of you who skipped a couple episodes, Matt just had <laughs> a, a, a new baby. So so to combined, you guys have nine children, which is yeah. uh, amazing, right? And that was some quick math. Yeah, I was listening to Sister Patricia in grade one when she taught me the basics <laughs> of math. Sister Patricia, if you're listening out there, kudos to you. Okay, Josh, you, uh, this is kind of a Josh episode. Okay, sure. Yeah, because yeah. you were like you brought up this, uh, this topic. conversation. Yeah, so tell us how you came to it. Okay, so as as people know, I got teach at a college. I'm a professor uh, at a college, and we were having a conversation in class. And I teach computers, so it has nothing to do with the conversation. But we were kind of having a conversation and went off topic. And someone said to me, uh, "Oh, I would never have kids." And I was like, "Oh, wait a second. That's something that we need to talk about." <laughs> and and so I, I wanted to know why, and I asked a couple more questions. So why would you? And it actually, I took kind of a bit of a survey of the class, and pretty much all, everybody at the class agreed that they would never want to have kids. And at, at first, like if it was just one person, I would think to myself, okay, well that's you know that's just one person's opinion. Maybe they had a rough life. Maybe they had like they have reasons behind this feeling and everything else. But it was the whole entire class, and that kind of st- got me a little bit. Wait the a whole second. entire class said the that they would never have class. children. I think with the, with save two people. Uh, they didn't put up their hands, but everybody else put up their hands with like they would never want to have children. That's alarming. Exactly, and so and having the conversation, opening the conversation, I was like, so why wouldn't you want to have killed children? And so we had kind of started to have this topic again in computers, in computers class. Yeah, and may I ask? Yeah, may I interrupt here? <laughs> it is a computers class. It is. It has and nothing I, to do with <laughs> philosophy yeah. or psychology. And or, like, yeah. would you say that? maybe the type of students that are in your computer class yeah. maybe like not <laughs> wanting to have children like they're more they're more focused on their games or well, things that, like okay. so we have a lot of guys in my class I would say that are a lot of gamers and that yeah. kind of thing yeah for sure and they're, and they're into their computers and that kind of thing but I don't think like a lot of them had girlfriends a lot of them had uh, significant others let's just say and then they lived with and, and they, they some of them like, oh yeah no not me and not only me but like my significant other would say no as well wow. and so we had and, and but that was guys and girls like there was a mixture there uh, not only just guys and it kind of alarmed me that this small sample size of the entire Canadian population, let's say, but the small sample size in my class, it was just a, such a shock because I think like I had my, I got married at 21 and we had our first kid at 23. And so half of these guys were older than I was when I had my first kid and they had already made the decision that they did not want to have children. And I just thought, I, I, I wanted to know where this stemmed from. So looking into it, this is not just a my computer science class thing. This is actually a trend that seems to be going on with our young people nowadays. And they, so we, we, we discussed it. We had a lot of conversations. So I thought we'd bring the conversations here so we could actually open it up and like peel it back. What's really behind this not wanting to have kids? And is it legit or not? Like, is it, uh, does the Catholic Church support? I mean, uh, that's a open ended question that doesn't really have an answer. But does the Catholic Church support not having kids? No. Well, that's an easy answer. But, but what does the Catholic Church support when we talk about this type of thing? Because it, it, it's a, it's a real deep question, I think, and has a lot of different, um, so there's two things that touched. I would say. Number one, like for anyone getting married mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church, part of being married in the Catholic Church 
you have to uh, go through a, a process with mm-hmm. your parish priest. Like, that's a prenuptial inquiry, let's yep. say. And part of it is you're asked, are you, uh, are you open to having children with your spouse? Are you willing to give the gift of children to your spouse? And the answer, well, you, I mean, the answer should be yes, because in the actual marriage ceremony, yeah. that's a question. And that's a commitment in marriage as well, right? Like that's, that's one right. of one of the things that are we you talk willing, about. Are you willing, I believe to the words are, are you willing to accept children lovingly from God? That's and raise one of them the in vows. the faith. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, and raise them according to God's church. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's one of the vows yeah. that, that people make at their wedding. So that would be from the church perspective, right? Like, Children are the fruit of marriage, yeah. right? But you raise a good point. Yeah. Let's say people who aren't, aren't religious. Yeah. Let's say how, people who. How like, do I What is the motivation? Way? Yeah. What can you say to people? Or, uh, or people have. Let's say they have family members that have fallen away from the church. Faith doesn't guide their every step or every life. Like for me, it's really easy. Like the church says, "Yeah, be fruitful and multiply." I mean, it says in the right. Bible, "Be fruitful and multiply." Yeah, go for it. But when 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 we take it outside the context of faith, what where are children really worth it? Are they, you know, why all of a sudden? I, like this seems to be. A, from what I can tell, it seems to be a curse on this generation, this age. I'm going to say, versus. Uh, 10,000 years, five, like 100 years ago, 200 years ago, even going during the uh, Great Depression and like the 1930s, like more kids happened then, it seemed yeah. more than anything else. But yeah. In my experience, I'm on the older end of my generation of, yes. and I have quite a few siblings and quite a few cousins and on that end. And like, just generally speaking, um, a bunch of them have, you know, different, different faith backgrounds or different, like, and different levels of uh, catechesis as well. Um, that um, there's a reluctance to, um, you know, get married in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then even they're getting married kind of much later, they're much more focused on their careers that, you know, if they were to do, you know, that, that interview with, with, with their priest or that kind of, um, pre-marriage kind of counseling, they might be caught off guard by the question like, do you expect to have children? Um, because, so I think, I think it is like, it may be more so the case in certain certain areas, um, yeah. but I think it is representative of you know that a that, broader generation. Yeah. 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 So your what you were talking about <clears throat> led me to do a little digging. Yeah. And of course, our friends at the Pew Research Center, the favorite Catholic research have center, stats have <laughs> yeah. stats. Okay, on what do they all say? This stuff, right? Um, and uh, so what they say is that even from 2018 to 2021 mm-hmm. there's been a there's been a drop in the number of people who th- say that they're likely to have children really eh so 23% of people age 18 to 49 say they are not at all looking forward to having children not at all likely to have children almost a quarter of the population <laughs> say absolutely not we're absolutely not having not. children and then um 21% say not too likely so you add those together, that's, that's 44% of people who aren't really caring to have and they're probably, children. Yeah. Now the other percent, 29% say somewhat likely. Okay. And 26% say very likely. Those numbers are all down from 2018 even. So it, just in a gap of three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I was looking at why. Yeah. Know, like why. So the uh, among non-parents age 18 to 49 who say it is not too likely or not at all likely that they will have children 56 percent 
say it's just because they don't want to. That's a 56% say it's just because they don't want to. 43% say it's some other reason. And then it lists the The reasons. reasons. You know, and here are the reasons they give. Medical reasons. Okay. Financial reasons. Okay. They have no partner. Age. (laughs) You need one of those, yeah. I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Age. Okay. The state of the world. 5% Mm -hmm. of that 43 say climate change. Or the uh, environment. I just see the okay. smirk on your face. <laughs> well, I say climate change. Yeah, and two percent say their partner doesn't want kids. Yeah. So that together makes up forty-three percent of the hundred percent that said no. Right? They that, had a, they had reasons, reason. but fifty-six percent don't said have reason. They just don't want children. Yeah, that t- that to me tells me that fifty-six percent of the people haven't really thought about the question and don't care to think about the question really is what that tells me. could just be like a, well, I haven't thought about it. Yeah. And I don't care, but, but also, but also just like, no. And, and, uh, um, no, like, like just kind of not wanting to dive into the question because maybe their own personal feelings on it or whatever else they didn't want to justify. I don't know. Do you guys want to maybe like, I want to stay here because from a Catholic perspective, I think we know the answer. Like the the church says children are beautiful. It's the mm-hmm. fruit of marriage. Yeah. There are actually some conditions though. Yeah. There's gotta be grave reason, right, Matt? That's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's to say that like, um, uh, that it's just, you know, every, every Catholic couple who gets married should have, you know, kids. a thousand kids. And yeah. like, that's not really the teaching of the church that like, there's an expectation of being open to life, mm-hmm. um, in your, <clears throat> um, your marital activities. Um, and uh, generally speaking, you know, that, you know, entails children. Um, but there are conditions, there are circumstances where, you know, it's maybe not appropriate for um, a couple to have children. And it, like the actual, um, you know, positive discernment or the, the outcome of good discernment is that, you know, maybe they're not in a position where having, having children is a good idea. And, you know, some, some of these, some of the reasons that people give, you know, when listing medical, listing financial, so like medical, if, if some uh, mental health is, is a big flag, if, if mental health keeps you from having the resources to actually be responsible for another person, you may want to think twice or you, you may have, you're going to do harm to the child because of, I mean, more harm than, than good because of the, your mental health. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and financial, financial is a tricky one uh, because, you know, a lot of the financial probably files into that 50%. I don't want to. That's actually uh, my class. When I asked, I would rather have, you know, a cottage or a country (laughs) or, you know, an extra car or these things other than children. So it's just like, I, I want to have a more kind of comfortable lifestyle from kind of a self-indulgent perspective um, than, you know, um, give resources to children. Um, but, um, and there was a recent, um, uh, I don't know, statement by Pope Francis, which of course was taken and spun and yes. uh, whatever that's, um, you know, in, in the case where, you know, you don't have the resources, you don't have the means, like, um, you know, you're, you're not obligated to have children. And, and fair enough. Like if you're talking about poverty, if you're talking about exactly. not actually having, you know, the basic financial stability to, you know, yeah. provide, provide the necessities of life for a child. Yes, that is that is a grave reason. Or that, yeah. And but, yeah, that's just two examples. of. But, okay. but if it's because you want a second home. Yeah, you know, you know, wanna, yeah, that's not necessarily a grave reason. Okay, I really want to save mm-hmm. up and. Okay, but some of these are legitimate, like yeah. from a perspective from your, let's say your class, yeah. or like you know, yeah. I work well, with the young people today one... too who say the same thing. Yeah. They don't see themselves having children. Yeah. Uh, like you look at 
around today, you know, the cost of living yeah. is cost, going up. Exactly. The cost of all of our groceries yeah. has gone up. Uh, the cost of, uh, like, think about the cost of diapers, the cost of, like, all these things. So there is, on the surface level, I understand what people say, it's expensive. Yeah. And I, I don't think I'm in a position financially to even have kids. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I want to hear from your yeah. perspectives <laughs> because I know... Like when you had four children, yeah. you have five children. It's not a uh, it's not a cakewalk for you guys. No, you and know. I I was I mean we, we talked about it in years past and stuff, but um, I was on disability for four year for three years um, because I hurt my back there badly and I couldn't walk and I was using canes and everything else. I had only the in only income coming into my house was the disability income, which anybody who lives on disability knows is not enough really. And how many children did you have at the time? I had four kids. Oh, you had all four at the time. I had all four at that time. And so it wasn't, it wasn't easy by any means, but it was still doable. That was four extra mouths I had to feed. That was four extra. And, 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 and I'm going to say also part of it is where in having that struggle is where my faith grew. Now that's a really hard, like I would encourage it to people uh, because my faith grew in leaps and bounds during those times. Part of it because I had to put my faith, my my hands were tied in the sense that I had to have my faith in God because I don't know how else I could have done it. But at the same time, it's hard to judge or uh, to suggest that to somebody um, who doesn't have faith, right? How do you justify that to somebody gotcha. who doesn't have faith? And so, I mean, financial is is a big one. But I think in Canada, it's not necessarily a, or especially in Ontario. I mean, other other provinces are, but like, people don't know this. But if you're in dire straits, um, you get roughly somewhere close to five hundred bucks ish per kid per month from the government until the age of sixteen. Uh, if you get better income, the more income you have, they kind of lessen that a little bit. But that means for every kid, you get 500 bucks. If you have four kids, let's say, that's $2,000 a month, a month that you're receiving. So it's a little bit of help. It's a little bit of yeah. help. And and mm-hmm. I understand, like, if you're paying for diapers and stuff, like, it's still hard. And you still have to be crafty. And you can't, if you were to take on children in in a place where you couldn't afford that second home, it's, it is times where, like, me and my wife had to make the decision we're not going to have nice furniture, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be second clo- secondhand clothes, hand-me-downs. We're going to shop at uh, Value Village or Salvation Army or uh, Rebuilt Resources here in town. Like, we're going to shop at the secondhand thrift stores, and that's where we're going to get our clothes. We are going to go out and we are going to shop on the deals um, specifically cause now I have four teenage boys, uh, who eat me out of house and home. Uh, so we're going to go and like, we're going to shop out like, okay, where, where's my, when milk goes on sale, we're going to buy lots of milk. Uh, when meat goes on sale well, right now, we're on a farm, we raise our own. But so those are things that we've taken in stride. So financial, while it is a, I think it's a concern mm. and I think it's a legitimate concern. Right. I don't think it needs to be the be all end all because what I've noticed in my life anyways, is that. My children are much more of a blessing than I would never, I wouldn't have wished to win a million dollars and be financially set and trade them for the lives of my children. And I don't think I'm saying that from a naive point of view because I have children right now. I don't think, I don't think anybody who holds a child in their hands that's theirs can pot, even if they didn't want the child, to be honest with you, I thought like if they're mentally sound and stuff, I'm going to say, but they, they look at the child. I don't think they could possibly want life without it after a while like like it, it it they would give up the freedom i mean right now in it, ask any parent right now would you pay twenty five thousand dollars would you pay fifty thousand dollars if your kid was going to die in a medical thing or something else would you pay fifty thousand dollars to keep them would you pay a hundred thousand dollars i think any parent oh, yeah. is going to go as far within their reach as possible financially they're going to do everything possible mortgage a house mortgage to save that child's life because they love them so much that 
you can't look at can I for financially afford a child from the beginning standpoint. You have to look at it from the end standpoint. Yeah. Is that child worth it? And you, yeah. Oh, yeah, same sort of. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I really like what you said about like that's, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. No, yeah. uh, like, and the fact is that like it, it seems like based on the, the data that a lot of people are understanding that, saying that like this isn't going to be easy, so I'd rather not. Yeah. Um, but I think it like our faith informs, you know, the perspective that you know sometimes <laughs> doing the, the thing that's not easy is actually a lot better for us. Um, in the long run, like we're, we're coming up on the season of Lent. That's, you know, the idea of self-sacrifice and mm -hmm. self-denial for, you know, something that is ultimately um, a greater good than just our own kind of um, self-fulfillment or self. Um, that it is a sacrifice that yeah. it's like, you know, I could buy this really nice thing or, you know, <laughs> we could have more kids um, or, you know, yeah. or uh, you defer a lot of those kind of uh, expectations to later on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, especially, yeah. Well, and mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to say um, when you have, you know, young kids and, you know, you have different expenses, you have different demands on your resources that yeah. um, I was uh, speaking with. Um, someone who had five kids just a little while ago and they were saying like it's not really that common to have uh five kids and like and when you're you know in in the stage that we're in now um they were saying because they have you know there's our teenagers now um they were saying it's like it's like some days you, like you're just in survival mode like, you're just you're just trying to get to the end of the day because like yeah. you have a crying baby you have a toddler who's like yeah. wrecking actually everything in your house yeah. um and you have you're dealing with you know moods and uh yeah um all, all of the kind of behavior stuff that you know that that kids on the younger end deal with but like um here i'm looking forward to you know when they're older more responsible whatever but they'll be eating me out of house and home so i'll have other yeah other areas where i can you know adopt a self-sacrificial attitude um <laughs> and but like ultimately like it's you're playing a long game yeah. like it's 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 worth it in the long run um i was reading um a little while ago and it was it was just a um, um, on, on, on these kind of like demographic questions about um, uh, uh, people waiting longer to get married, um, pe um, fewer people having kids. And like the main reason for that is that um, a lot of times people are so career driven up until they're like even mid, mid to late 30s that by the time they're like that they, they've just been, oh, we'll do it. We'll do it later. We'll like we'll have yeah. kids when we're financially secure. We'll have kids yes. when yeah. we have all the things um, and it, it like in some cases, you know, it's, it's too late. Um, yeah. um, but then they're saying that like psychologically, um, when people hit like those, those same kind of people who are focused on their professional lives hit, you know, between 45 and 49, there's, uh, you know, there develops a lot of kind of anxiety. There's a lot of mental health, like yeah. that they're, they're realizing their own mortality and that they've, they haven't kind of left this legacy. They haven't invested in, the propagation of their own family and they're effectively essentially very lonely mm -hmm. like and then without like a, like a, a sense of of what all that work was for you know it's funny i just thinking about it because i was doing research for another podcast that we're going to be doing and uh was talking about uh, i was looking up religion specifically and trying to see is it what's the purpose of religion how do we how does it focus on stuff um but one of the things that kind of brought me forward uh was looking at that one of the things that a lot of these scientists have done st studies on was on the study of um what happens when we pray in a community 
but specifically, so the act of singing in a community, laughing together in a community, and 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 so it was talking about religion in that sense. But I'm going to bring that to family. The the like mm. I can't tell you how many times we sing together as a family, and it's and and it's, it, it happens randomly as much as fun, as as on on cue, but. Uh, sometimes like we just have music on and then I start singing the music or some my son starts singing the music and we, and we just all of a sudden now we got the whole house is singing the same song sometimes it's to annoy each other but sometimes it's also <laughs> as, a, as like it's a cool thing to turn around and see everybody kind of just singing the same song because they all love this part of a musical or part of whatever the case may be laughing together um, that happens uh, I gotta be honest look back on your life right now who understands you more than your crazy freaking family you know mm-hmm. what I mean like that's that's like no one else understands you the way because they've grown up the same they've gone through the same experiences that's where you have some of the closest ties so you want to laugh really hard you want to feel like yourself some a lot of times family is where you feel mm-hmm. that way but on a on a family note on when you start raising that family those are the people so now I have my my family my brothers and sisters and siblings and stuff but I also have my own kids and now we form those relationships as they turn into teenagers we start and and um, so this research was talking about endorphins are released a lot of times in things that we need as human beings mm-hmm. and what is specifically talking about like we get we get things released uh, when we procreate okay that makes sense uh, because procreation is needed uh, to continue on the species but when we eat because we need nutrition when we sleep because we need to sleep those are like these these chemicals are released in our body for those reasons because we need those things and one of the things that we need through that analysis is that we need community hmm. and we and uh, our world right now drives us to be alone uh, it doesn't even drive us hmm. into a commitment of marriage it drives us into a commitment of uh, well don't commit to being with each other for the rest of your life just you know commit to a time but you guys can both walk away right so it, our, our world pushes us towards that co- like self um, self-reliance and self-sufficiency yeah but 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 actually humanity and humans were created the yeah. opposite way we're community like we survived in big groups we survived to work as a family as a family unit man is not meant to be alone yeah. no yeah. yeah and and i think also one of the fears that came up and i think this is something that strives and so if someone is is there and thinking that they don't want to have children one of the things i'm going to challenge um i think i think financial reasons are are legit for sure i think medical reasons are legit for sure but again you can make them as those excuses as real or as mm-hmm. you know a fake as possible i'm going to say um so you you can yeah. you can make them as big as you need to to kind of make that as an excuse but but a lot of it has to be of grave nature remember that but one of the ones that i'm going to challenge people on is if they say that and i, I challenge my class to this um they are you scared and I think that fear a lot of times stems from the fact we can have excuses put in the way of fear. And what my mom used to say, she used to tell me this when I was uh, a little kid and I was scared at night and stuff. And she said, repeat the Bible verse, perfect love casts out all fear, perfect love casts out all fear, perfect. And so I remember being there, perfect love casts out and I'd be repeating it over and over again. But it's, it struck me now as perfect love casts out all fear. Fear is the thing that comes in between perfect love. Yeah. Having that love of between if, if if you didn't have a good childhood, this is your chance to make it right, right? Like this is the time. I know I know a lot of I'm gonna like a shout out to those dads out there that had didn't have great father figures and that became amazing fathers because of it. You know what I mean? They they were able to transform that and a part of that's like I'll never let that happen to my kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but that like oh it's a beautiful thing to watch to see these men become real good fathers, um, because of that and and but. Perfect love casts out all fear. So yeah. don't let the fear to challenge yourself right now. Are you scared? And what are you scared of? Yeah. Are you sure you're scared of the money thing? But that's not really a thing. 
Like, I mean, it is yeah. a thing, but, but, but yeah. And don't, don't let legitimate concerns turn into fears. Like it's, it's interesting yes. that you cited the difference in the data between 2018 and now and asked, you know, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. So like a lot has changed in the world, like just in terms <laughs> of, in years. terms of like oh, yeah. the, just the cost of living, COVID. Um, financial stability, <laughs> um, like, and even mental health, like people have mm. re- like reacted in, in different ways. Um, but again, like, uh, the, the positive side of, looking at legitimate concerns about finances and health and like mm-hmm. all the things that people are maybe legitimately concerned about, children give you an opportunity to um, prior- prioritize those correctly. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a more financially responsible person because I have children. Yes. Um, I am, you know, more concerned about my health. Because it has to be. <laughs> I want, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have four boys who are <laughs> going to get stronger than me soon so i need to gotta, gotta yeah, stay yeah, in shape yeah, no 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 but i but i but i i want to be able to play with my kids yes of course yeah like um you know before they're too too old but yeah uh, yeah so just being aware of my own kind of age but it's, it's something like something i can prioritize or like this is something that i can look at through the lens of wanting to be a good steward of my finances wanting to be a good father wanting to be a good provider yeah yeah that's that's like that's interesting because like you're saying your relationship with your children sort of makes you a better person in a sense, right? Makes you strive yeah. to be better, right? They, and they keep you accountable. They First keep all, you accountable. You can't I, swear in front of them. They pick that up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even your ideas, and that's I, I was talking about this with somebody else, um, your ideas come out of their mouth. And yeah. when you hear that, hopefully, if you've done it right, you hear that and you're like, oh. Okay, that's 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 me telling them, teaching them, and they're spreading it out. And sometimes it's like, oh shoot, that's me teaching them, and that's coming yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a you hear that come forward. It makes you a better person. It makes one of the biggest things. You can't be a parent and be selfish. I mean, sorry, you can be. It makes an awful life for both you and your yeah. kid. <laughs> and a lot of times, I think most parents, uh, you have to come because you're giving fully to your kid. But and where if you don't have kids you think that that's a bad thing. But think of a relationship, a relationship between a husband and wife where you enter fully, where you don't have to worry about anything because that person is fully giving to you everything you need. You don't have to worry about eating. Like they, they just provide everything for you. Anybody would want to be in that relationship. But that perfect relationship of a person completely providing for you needs the in a marriage needs that reciprocal of completely providing for them. Yeah. So that's what a relationship is. And that's... but. So bring that now to children. That's the same. Like fully giving of yourself is not a bad thing. Yeah. What you get in return is amazing, you know. And you and you can't put a financial gain on that. You can't put a, 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 a no fear in the world. I mean, there are fears in the world that will stop you, but it's not it's not worth the fear. The yeah. the fear is a small pebble on on the beach of a CN Tower. You know what I mean? Like the CN Tower of of children is amazing compared to like a little small fear. Yeah, and if if your if your marriage is built on that kind of foundation of mutual self-giving yes like that's that's the context to bring children up in because you are you are entering into kind of a Mm self-sacrificial um life um um it's really interesting in the uh in the eastern right in the like in the byzantine um um the marriages they have so the the bride and groom process in which they should in the 
Western right also. Um, but <laughs> um, uh, but they wear laurels sometimes, um, and they they look almost like crowns. But it's like there's a there's a, um, a dual symbolism there. It's um, it's like um, like a crown, but it's also a, a crown of martyrdom. It's it's also to oh, be like a, a crown yeah. of thorns. Die um, that idea. So like and in, in in entering marriage, you're you're um, yeah you're dying to yourself. Like you're you're giving of yourself completely for, for this the beginning of this family. And have and have, you know that's another thing you just mentioning it is, um, I don't know that I could do this without my wife. And having full faith oh, that my wife is yeah. as amazing as she is. You know what I mean? So it, it is also it depends on your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so what people having having other spouses that well my spouse doesn't want to have kids. That's a serious talk you have to have a conversation about. And maybe there's some deeper issues and roots there. Like it quite literally. Um, like I know my wife would give would give everything for my children and and hopefully she knows that I do the same you know like, and I, I think she does we but we we would sa- sacrifice like our together our love for each other also comes these children that mm-hmm. that that we that we strive it's an amazing relationship I, do, I, I don't understand and I mean part of it I'm biased because I'm in it obviously but I, I've been out of it as well like everybody grows up without children and realizing what it is and and seeing and I understand the fears and I understand that the um the I don't want to say excuses because I think they're real real um reasons mm-hmm. but but understanding that past that point people can um we're meant to live in community. We're meant to live with each other. We're meant to self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You don't self-sacrifice. The, you don't be, the most successful people that you know, the most people, the people that you would look up to, I bet you have one of the greatest sacrifices, whether it be for a job. Like no one's get, you don't look up to someone who's just given a million dollars. You look up to the guy who's worked their butt off to get all the way there. You know what I mean? You don't look up to the person who's been given this beautiful palace or a place to live or whatever. Like you, you, um, honor or you put on a pedestal, the guy who, who has worked or the girl who has put like, you can see the hard effort, the determination, the self-sacrifice to get there. Those are, that's who we strive to be as humans is that self-sacrifice. And our, our model for this, you know, you take, you take Mary and Joseph as yeah, like yeah. kind of the, um, you know, we, we get so used to kind of comfort and e- even the idea that it's like, okay, we will think about children once we're financially stable, once we have, you know, every security, like everything that we're concerned about in the world, once yeah. that's resolved, then then we'll have this discussion about whether or not we're going to have kids. But like, can you imagine you know, Joseph and Mary, you know, flying to Egypt or like <laughs> escaping Herod. It was, yeah. it was like, I mean, like, oh, I don't know if this is the right environment to be raising a child. Like it, it, it just <laughs> really puts into perspective. That, and even for like much of human history after that point, there was not a huge expectation of, you know, political, economic, you know, even like community we, stability yeah. for people uh, as the precondition for people. Most people in today's age yeah. have a way better in all those areas, yeah. potentially, then, then, like, like you said, like, then, even like, let's say the 1930s, yeah. where the Great Depression yeah. happened, and they couldn't afford a potato for soup. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we, we have it better than that. Yeah. Uh, and there are resources, and there yeah. are churches of, uh, like, the churches help out yeah. people like that, and like, there are places around families. The global economy has always been uncertain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you need and you <clears throat> need community. Like, it, it's true. You can't raise a child on your own. You're not meant to. Mm-hmm. You are meant to raise a child in a community, and that community might be your own family, 
or, or that community, like meaning your parents and your brothers and your sisters and all that kind of stuff to come and step in and help out. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, we don't know how, I don't know how we could do it without grandma and grandpa kind of thing, you know, that them stepping in. But um, also your church environment. I can't tell you how many people that I know have raised their kids without mom and dad. When we went moved to Thunder Bay, we didn't have my family at all. We moved into Thunder Bay without knowing anybody. And the church community is, are the people that stood up and, and, and helped form a family for us that, you know, that we kind of really uh, were able to easily raise these kids. Not easily, but again. Oh, well, it is. It is and it isn't. Uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. That's all I want to say. I, like, I, it's sacrifice, but looking back, I would never trade it. Never trade it, you know? So we're, we're just about out of time. Yeah. You know, these uh, reasons that people give that they probably won't have kids. You mm-hmm. know, I think, like, you guys agree. You know, they're fair on, on a certain level, right? Yeah, Medical, I think financial, so. all these sort of things, state of the world. I think those are real reasons. And yeah. But I, I do think that those reasons are really, like, pushed forward. Like, mm. when you talk about children today, like, one of the first things that people say would be, like, wow, in this world, you're yeah. going to have kids. Where, other than registering for your computer science class, <laughs> where do we have conversations like we just had? Where we talk about, yes, it is a challenge to have children, uh, but it's a beautiful challenge. It's a risk. You know, I think Pope, actually Pope Francis called it a risk, you know. He said it's an even greater risk. To not have yeah. children, you know. Yeah. So where do we have these conversations? How does this conversation enter into the norm? Whereas today yeah. at schools, yeah. at universities, at colleges, uh, among friends, I don't want kids. Is the is the is the conversation? Yeah. And it's the norm. It so, is the norm. Yeah. So where do we get these? You know, not registering for your class, not <laughs> spending yeah. a weekend over at Matt's. Yeah. Where do we get? This? No, but and like we do, we do have like my wife and I will we'll do uh, some talks for the marriage prep course. So this is an opportunity to talk about this with and and again, people coming into marriage prep have different levels of catechesis and some of them this is brand new information for them some of them it's mm. it's it's their expectation uh but i was going to say that like <laughs> going to the grocery like just walking around with five children is a conversation starter yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's really good true yeah yeah so like at the grocery store if we're out or if we're in a park like it's it's an opportunity to um you know even if we're not you know, presenting ideas or arguments. It's like we're presenting a witness. We're yeah. showing that, you know, this can be done and this can be done joyfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I, I was going to say too, I don't know too many families of uh, eight, like eight, nine children, five, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine children. I come from a family of nine. I don't know of any families, big families like that, where you look at the parents and they're like, oh, this is awful. You're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I, very true. I think most of the uh, most of the big families that I know of are very joyful people. That's the people, right. the individuals, the families. Um, yeah. And then to keep up the population, I mean, we every <laughs> we need four, was it 2.1? 2.1 kids per every human. Yeah. Okay? That's how we need to keep up the population. That's why, like Canada, we got immigration happening all the time is because we're not having kids. Uh, not like we used to. So... Well, God bless you guys for being good dads, and God bless you guys uh, for Sorry, you. For the record, striving. we never said we were good dads. Striving. <laughs> we were good dads. Striving. Just, yeah. You just said you were dads. Yeah, we just you said we were dads. You confirmed you were dads. It's yeah. very easy to be a dad. Yeah. <laughs> to be a good dad uh, And harder. God bless your wives, too, for, for putting up with you, too. Yeah. And God bless your children. You both have beautiful children, and uh, they bring a lot of uh, joy, I know, into my life. So God bless you both for that. Well, this is the conversation we're having. Uh, you know, our kid's worth it. So if you want to weigh in on this conversation, uh, maybe you want to disagree or agree with Josh and Matt, uh, drop us a line. Ask us at thecatholicbuzz.com. Or you can leave a comment on Facebook or Instagram 
as well. That's all the time we got today. So for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz. Thank you.